Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Yo, that was some damn basketball at Golden One Center last night. (laughs) That was some shooty hoops, bro. (laughs) Uh, You you add in the Warriors-Kings just saga over the last year or so, and the Kings trying to check the box that they were unable to check last season by just beating Golden State. And then you tie in the whole in-season tournament aspect of this with... The Timberwolves getting their win and their their point differential sitting at zero. So it's down to Kings Warriors. And can the Warriors not only win, but win by 12 to move on? Or can the Kings, you know, down 24, come back and, hey, you know what? It's okay if you lose. Just cut it to 11 or less. And then all of a sudden, with like three minutes left, it's like, oh. We got a ball forget, game. Forget the play-in tournament stuff. We got a game game. Oh, God. Absolutely spectacular, that was Kyle. Prime. I don't want to say peak sports because peak sports is like a game seven. Like I, a really good game seven is peak sports to me. That was prime regular season sports. I totally agree. And I, I, uh, you know, on occasion we are hard on on the Kings. We're hard on Mike Brown. Uh, you know, coaching decisions, whatever goes into what's happening on the court. I will say this: I thought that that was one of the most masterful coaching jobs I've seen from Mike Brown. His team got yes. stomped early, and he just kept tinkering until he found the right formula, and away they went. And he stuck with it. He didn't have to go back to somebody just because. And I thought it was an absolute tremendous coaching job. I started counting this morning on the way in. I think he played seven players off the bench. Like, could be, you know, right. he started with Dav- Davion and Malik. He he tried JaVale McGee. He... Then he started going to Keon Ellis. Went to Sasha. He went to Kessler Sasha. Edwards. Kessler Edwards. Uh, Trey Lyles. That's at least seven. Let me see. Hang on. I'll count exactly for you. Let me see. So One, I think two, 12 three, players. four, five, six. Yeah, seven off the bench. Five minutes each for Keon JaVale and Kessler Edwards. Nine for Davion Mitchell. Fifteen and a half minutes for Sasha Vizenkov. And let's just get this out of the way right now. Sasha Vizenkov is your Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Like, we're just getting it out of the way off top. That's right. He swung the game. He wasn't the best player on the court for Sacramento on last night, but he 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 had 
two huge threes and two or three monster defensive plays that that swung that game. So congratulations, Sasha Vizenkov is your definitely fast break player of the game. Go to ESPN1320.com. Jump on board with the the Jiffy Lube. Hit click on the big Jiffy Lube tag right, right there. there in the front. And uh, Sasha, right? It's Sasha? Yep. Just S-A-S-H-A. The password is Sasha. 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 Yeah, so just do what James said. Go to that website, and Jiffy Lube is going to uh, hook you up with a $100 gift certificate if you are the chosen winner. And that's right. That's how good. Speaking of getting hooked up from Jiffy Lube. Oh, Kyle. If you're Kyle. watching on if you're watching the stream right now. Oh, Kyle. At youtube.com slash ESPN1320, you'll just, notice. I'll just move for a second. A Kyle. stack of boxes sitting behind James that say delivery from Jiffy Lube on them. Well, that's fun. We got a Jiffy Lube Christmas starting up, Kyle. We have no idea what's in the boxes. They just showed up today. That's so we right. Gotta find it. We got to have a meeting with our promo staff and figure out what the hell that is. Yep. I hope they're for us. Uh, I, I'm doubting it. No, they're clearly for well, they're for us yeah. to give away, Kyle. They're not. Just Jiffy got, Loop just isn't giving us stuff. I just got to. Well, yeah, I just got to chat. Our promo staff is listening. Hang on. I just got a Gmail chat from them. Hang on. Yeah, no, they're for the listeners. They're, they're for definitely the listeners. for the listeners. They're definitely for the listeners. We got to give those away then. We are. I think I think we're scheduled to give all these gifts away. Like there's one week where we're it's just going to be a bonanza. Going to dump them all out. It's going to be a bonanza, Kyle. Oh God, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. What's in the box? Oh, I need that drop. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll pull that. All right. All right. A little seven action. Yeah, I've, another movie I haven't seen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I will. We'll get that drop, and then we will. We will let you know. <laughs> At some point, we got to figure out when we can bust one of these bad boys open. Yeah, we're going to open one of these things up so we can check it out. So we can see what the heck's in there and see what the heck we're passing on to you. So make sure to keep listening to the insiders, and we will tell you how Jiffy Lube is hooking you up this Christmas. And it's not just a $100 gift certificate, which we will continue giving away after every single Kings game. That's right. Jiffy Lube is still like, here's the gift certificates. Give these out. And then they also dropped these boxes off. Also, as a gift for for you, the listener, and we'll be giving those away uh, as we get closer to the holidays. Tremendously huge. Enormous. Yes. Man. Like the Kings win last night. That's such a good... I mean, come on. Like the Kings win last night. We love it. Uh, Kyle, this was not one of 82. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, people tried to... Like, they tried to feed us that last night. Well, you know, this is... It's more of just one of 82. You know, it's a... You know, we're excited to go on and, and play in the quarterfinals, but, you know, it's just one of 82. It's like, no, it was BS. not. There was Total this BS. huge dark cloud hanging over the top of the Sacramento Kings head. Yeah, They lost in a seven-game series, riveting seven-game series, yes. but they lost at home right? in the playoffs. The first playoff appearance in 16 years to the Golden State Warriors. Yes. This was Big Brother just kept, like, like giving you a wet willy, just kept mm-hmm. messing with you. Mm-hmm. You had a guy stomp on your stars, big man. Mm-hmm. You had, and then you get into the game. They were clowning the Kings, man. They were bad. up twenty. It they were really clowning. Bad. It was really bad. It was it was going the direction of, and this is I part of what to to me makes makes the Kings special, and part of what makes the Warriors not a not a title contender, is every game I've ever watched that goes that direction, where it's. 
okay, an early lead, but it's, you know, it's still manageable, but then King's mistakes and the Warriors are hitting shots and nothing, Demonis Sabonis can't get going, De'Aaron Fox can't get going, and it's just kind of, okay, it's spinning out of control, it goes from 8 to 12, okay, now it's 15, now it's 7, now it's 24. Ugh. Every game I've ever watched like that winds up as a 30-point loss. Yes. Like, that's just how those games go. It's like, totally. oh, not our night. And I'd be fascinated to know if everything was exactly the same. Like, let's put the play in, or gosh, the in-season tournament in play here. Mm-hmm. Okay? That scenario is all the same. But let's say they're playing the Pelicans. Do the Kings fight back the same way? It's a good That's, question. It 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 absolutely felt like well, a I don't think the Pelicans are going to be as, as mistake prone as the Warriors were down the stretch, but b I think that had something to do with it. Like when they hit halftime, it was there was I don't know who it was, whether it was Mike Brown or De'Aaron or Malik Monk or whoever it was. It was like we cannot go out like this against this team because not only are you then getting smoked at home to the Warriors, but now you're out of the in season tournament. And all the good vibes would have been, it would have been really hard to come in here today and be like, hey, everything's fine. It was just one loss. Like, there's still over five. It's fine. It would have not been fine. No. That would have been objectively bad. I I, I totally agree with you. (laughs) And then, what would it mean for today? Because the Kings play again. They play again at home tonight against the Los Angeles Clippers. What would that mean? Like, back-to-back games. And and check this out, Kyle. Back-to-back games. In two games... You are going to face eight Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. No joke. Eight Hall of Famers over a two-day stretch. That is wild. Absolutely yeah. wild. Yeah, no doubt. Hall of Famers playing like Hall of Famers? No. Oh, no, no. But guys who will be in... Well, one guy certainly played like a Hall of Famer thing. last night, for the most part, in Steph Curry. Um, yeah. Although we can get into like the kick heard around the world. Um and but then they had other guys who did not play like Hall of Famers. So no. you know, I thought Clay Thompson played well early on, and again, just like exuding this arrogance of you know the Clay Thompson, like yeah, we're better than you. The the every issue with Golden State comes down to the fact that Steve Kerr subbed out Moses Moody <laughs> for Clay Thompson. There it is. That's it. Everything that's wrong with them, and the fact that there's Kings fans in the chatty house right now. I saw it on the internet last night. John Bull, who is a person I want to punch, punch in the, the face. face. Yep. <laughs> we were talking about the game, and he's like, he's like, I can't believe they took Moody out. Just like that's the only guy. That eleven points in the fourth quarter. He's the only guy who put the ball in the basket. They just take him out. It was um, no. It, to me, though, that was the Kings taking advantage of Golden State's mistakes, um, hustling the loose balls, gaining extra possessions, drawing fouls. Mm-hmm. Like there were the whistle was crazy last night, but I didn't, I didn't see any egregious like missed calls. I didn't see anything that was like, ooh, that was a that. that uh, I don't think there was a foul on that. Huh? Like nothing, especially late in the game, where I thought, man, you know what? De'Aaron's gotten to the line was it eleven times in the third quarter, and I think the Kings went to the line twenty times in that quarter. Yeah, it was never like, oh, that was a bad whistle. No, I think. The one major whistle that they missed was when Draymond Green faked getting hit in the face yeah, and rolled around insane. on the the ground, yeah. uh, and then stayed on 
that end of the court for a good 30 seconds, uh, laying down by the King's bench. That, first of all, uh, NBA, that right there, you have the ability. Yeah. Go ahead and find him. That is a grade A flop. And I don't know how they didn't tee him up. That was an egregious flop, and those things can be retroactively like put in place. Especially the the problem I had with it, Kyle, is that like a minute and a half before, mm-hmm. you went and reviewed yes. a Sasha Vazenkov potential flop. Right. Which, hey, like to be honest with you, it sure did look like he hopped right into the, the way at the last second. Like there's a little bunny hop that Sasha takes there before he, yeah. he flies backwards. Like I could have seen a flop being called on that and I would have been okay with it. But on the other end, the the Draymond Green thing, come on, insane. man, totally insane. You, the, <laughs> this is not a warrior show. I don't. Draymond sucks, but <laughs> that's that's the extent of you 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 get yourself tossed out of five games and you hurt your team, and then you come back and you flop and you want them to play a possession four on five while you sit down there and try and embellish your call. Like go, go you're doing it wrong. That's the wrong thing, and that's the whole issue with Draymond Green is the suspensions aren't working. There's been no team discipline. There's no accountability. That's just what's going to happen. Okay, that's where I want to stop with that. I love, A, that Sasha's trying to draw a charge there Yep. in a big spot. B, honestly, would have been fine with a no call. I didn't think, I think he embellished the contact trying to get a foul. Okay, that's, I don't even hate that. Okay. Embellishing, trying to get draw a foul, but that they called a, a block on it I didn't think it should have been a foul. Okay. I didn't think there was enough contact there to... Because if he doesn't try and embellish... There's just two guys standing next to each other at the end of that play. Yeah. And there's no whistle. So I don't. I thought it was a I thought it was a weird thing. In trying to draw the call, they called him for a foul he probably didn't commit. Is I didn't... Okay. I didn't love that. Well, but, I would, I would I, like but to... But again, it's not... It, it just... The, my, my only complaint with officiating last night was that there were so many damn whistles. Oh, there was a lot. That game took like too, 17 oh, hours. It like, just, I almost didn't make it here in time for the show because I was still <laughs> at the arena. It was, man, it was a grinder of a game. Parting shot before we head to the break. Uh, I would point out that the Golden State Warriors lost by one point. Uh, Draymond Green's technical may have mattered in that game. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Just saying. It sure might have. Yeah, it may have. All right. We got to take a break. More Kings Warriors coming up. The Kings won that game last night. Like, don't get don't get the the Draymond stuff, the the Clay stuff, the Moses Moody. Don't get it twisted. The Kings went and took that game last night, and we'll talk about that next. We got James six quick thoughts. You're not going to want to miss those. We are the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Loop here on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. It's going to be fascinating watching the Kings tonight against against the Clippers. Oh, yeah. Do they get just punked by 40 because they expended all their energy and all their emotion <laughs> in, a, in a big win over the Golden State Warriors? Or do they go for a third really good victory in a row? Yeah, it'd be, it would be... A really really nice W. Even though the Clippers haven't been playing well, that's a that's a team that if you don't play your best game against them, they will punch you in the mouth. Well, that and they just have bad matchups for the Kings. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like they, they do. Like uh, 
like half of their roster is a bad matchup for the Kings. Two things. One, do you have any, three things actually. Do you have any idea on Keegan tonight? Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, okay. We're going to have um, shoot around. We'll start right before we get off the show here. Uh, it should be around 1130, 1145. We might okay. hear something then. Okay. Um, but uh, I was surprised that he was doubtful after going through a full practice mm-hmm. on Monday. I was surprised that he was doubtful yesterday afternoon. And then even more surprised that he, he didn't like be, get upgraded during the day yesterday. Yeah. Um, but what that tells me is that uh, one day of practice, he was sore and yeah. he was feeling it. So like, I'm not going to count him out for tonight. I think he there, there very well could be a chance that he plays. Mm-hmm. I also, if you're the Kings, if you could buy him one more day, knowing that you're going up against, you know, take the, the end season tournament, all that stuff out of the way. Yeah. Like you really need him against uh, Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George. You need his length mm-hmm. uh, and his defensive ability against a team that's coming up. Not that you don't need it against the Warriors, but with his specific injury, there was no way he could have chased Steph Curry around the court. No, not not with the SI joint mm-hmm. issue. No. Like against a bigger, stronger player, sure. Like he can hold his own, but that's just a different type of, you know, it's a whole different beast chasing Steph Curry all over the court. Yeah, for sure. And I, honestly, I thought the the Kings for the most part did a really nice job with that last night. I know he, he finished with what, 29, but it, they, they forced him into, into a lot of tough shots. And I thought Mike Brown choosing when to blitz Curry and when to double him and then doubling a lot right as he crossed half court. Oh yeah. And forcing, because that, Steph Draymond pick and roll is no longer Draymond decision making kicking out to prime Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant or Harrison Barnes or pick a good shooter. Yeah. It's like Clay Thompson who can't hit the broad side of a barn right now and Andrew Wiggins who you're you're fine with shooting. Like he had a good game last night, but you'll play the percentages on that. And so I loved I loved the the game plan from the Kings last night defensively. Second thing I want to get to and I'm glad that, that Aldrin Jay and the Chatty House brought this up uh, because our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game was Sasha Vizenkov. Sasha. ESPN1320.com. There's a big Jiffy Lube banner right in the front. Click. Uh, click on that. That's and right. And then enter the code word Sasha, as in Vizenkov. That was our Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game. Enter that code Sasha to enter to win a $100 gift certificate from our friends over at Jiffy Lube. So go ahead and uh, jump over and do that right now. Unless you're like driving, in which case hang on <laughs> don't do it while driving okay but uh we will we will definitely want you to take advantage of that hundred dollar gift certificate from uh the homies over at jivy lube but i'm glad that aldrin jay brought up sasha Vizenkov because i think this is one of the the interesting angles that, that comes out of last night is he says we 100 percent need to give sasha more minutes and i would push back on that because like last night Cashes a couple of big threes, made a couple of excellent defensive plays. He blocked Curry's shot one time, and then who who else did he get? I think he got Moody. And then he got yeah, he oh, got, or Wiggins. He got, he got somebody down near the basket. Yeah, a couple yeah. of really good defensive plays. He stretches the floor. He hustles. He knows where to be. But I don't know that you're maximizing Sasha Vizenkov by just point blank saying, "Hey, here's 25 minutes." I think it has to be matchup based. It has to be feel based. And to me, Mike Brown has gotten that benefit of the doubt. Where hey, if Sasha's not playing tonight, then it, I, I I trust that Mike Brown knows that this wasn't wasn't the spot for him. I think this game. I mean, it, it's hiding here in the six quick thoughts. So 
this game in particular, it shines a light on something that that has kind of been the issue with the Kings the first 13, 14 games of the season. Mm -hmm. It's that Trey Lyles wasn't there. And that Trey Lyles changes so many different things. And I believe that what we saw last night was the beginning of something for Mike Brown to rely on throughout the season. And that is Trey Lyles as a small ball five alongside Sasha Vizinkov. There's a huge difference between JaVale McGee trying to make passes and Trey Lyles trying to make passes and trying yeah. to run the offense. Yeah. You cannot run the offense the same way with JaVale McGee on the court that you can with Trey Lyles. And it's because Trey Lyles can shoot the ball from three, mm -hmm. but also he's just a better all-around passer. thousand percent. Just straight up. And so I think we'll get into that as we get through these six quick thoughts. Okay, let's get to those right now, uh, starting with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox is a star. Uh, I thought the Warriors totally knocked him off his game early. It, he was he didn't shoot the ball well from three. He goes two for eight. He was horrendous, horrendous from the free throw line. Like, really, really bad. Really bad. Really the bad. fact that he got to the line so much uh, was because he was aggressive. The fact that he went nine of 17, and in a one-point game, you had your star miss eight free throws, including some during the in clutch. Like, that cannot happen. You've got to figure that one out. Same thing uh, for Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles, 6 of 9 from the free throw line, but his two misses in the fourth quarter could have easily cost you the game. So um, I thought all of that, saying all of that, he still battled. Uh, yep. He finished 29 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Defensively, Kyle, I told you, I need him to defend Steph Curry mm -hmm. in crucial moments, and mm -hmm. I need to see him take like it doesn't matter how much he scores i need to see him do that because he is the guy that can mm. that can slow him down that can fight through screens that will get calls fighting through screens mm. where other players won't i thought he was tremendous and uh mike brown said that is he said if you look it up in the dictionary that is what a two-way player looks like uh he talked talking about uh De'Aaron fox on Steph Curry's defense. So big, big props to De'Aaron Fox for a huge game. One of the things to me that makes De'Aaron Fox a star is the fact that he was one for seven from three and with his team down six with a minute 15 left, steps into a three confidently and drills it. Drills it. Like that is that is something that I know two for eight from three is bad and you don't want to rely on, you know, hey, he's 0 for 10, but hey, in a big spot, you want him to shoot it. But that he's confident taking that shot, doesn't shy away from that shot, and that the Kings work to get him that shot. That's a star, man. All right, no, number two. I, I think so, too. Uh, number two, struggle is real. For whatever reason, the Golden State Warriors have Demonis Sabonis' number. Uh, mm -hmm. He looked mortal again. He finished with a line of nine points, ten rebounds. I mean, ten assists and eight rebounds. It was a battle in the post, but in no... I don't understand. Like, you have got to do more on the glass. And I know they were walling him off. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why we have 10 rebounds for De'Aaron Fox. We have nine rebounds for Kevin Herter. Mm -hmm. um, but like Domas has got to figure out a way to defeat Kev uh, Kevon Looney. Like whatever the problem is there, you got to figure it out. Yep. Yeah. So Loon's a, Looney's a, a dog, but you can't be going nine boards and what do you go? What do you go from the field? Two for seven. Like, yeah, two for seven. Just seven shots. Well, that's that's, that's, that's yeah, not going to come. You had three starters combined for 19 shots. Chris Duarte, four, seven for Domas, and eight for Harrison mm. Barnes. That's pretty crazy. Harrison Barnes shouldn't have one fewer field goal attempt than, or one more field goal attempt than Domas. And, uh, that's know, nuts. Harrison Barnes, uh, like, I thought he was solid, 
mm-hmm. but but he did not finish the game. I thought again, Mike Brown went with what was working, and, and kudos to him. Yep, love that for him. Number um, three, number three, small ball. Trey Lyles is back, which means Mike Brown has more options in the third quarter. Brown turned to Lyles as a small ball five and found success. Uh, he scored eleven points, grabbed six rebounds. More importantly, he ran a plus eleven. He also was, I, I believe, the cog that helped free Sasha Vizenkov mm. to, to be the player that he needed to be in that game. Had a big block of Kevon Looney as well. Yeah, Late like Trey Lyles' versatility, just like people missed the boat on who Trey Lyles is. He's really good, and yep. he really helps his team. Um, uh, let's uh, let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, we got to get out of here. We'll have the rest of your quick thoughts, including some stuff um, about... Kevin Herter, we got some stuff on Malik Monk, and of course, we got to talk about Sasha Vizankov, the hero of last night's game. That's right. We will get into all of that, plus some 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 stuff on the in-season tournament I want to talk about. Okay. Because that thing worked, bro. It did. But it was fascinating last night. Like, it added a whole extra layer to an already, like, tense, uh, what's it, like, tense like, yeah. c- cinematic-type matchup. We will get into all of that. Uh, plenty of Kings Warriors coming up. That's James Ham. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Code word is Sasha for a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. That's right. 100 bucks. Let's take that into Jiffy Lube. Get some work done on your car. I know you probably need it. Whether you're traveling for the holidays or you've already traveled, maybe for Thanksgiving, you need to get some work done on your car, head into Jiffy Lube, and you can get a $100 gift certificate by going to ESPN1320.com. Click on that Jiffy Lube contest page. It's right there front and center. You click on that, enter the code word SASHA, S-A-S-H-A, and you will have an opportunity to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate we're doing that after every single kings game shout out to the homies i just i just saw the uh the inside of the ransom note one that's extremely dope spectacular i really love it yeah because it's it's the logos of all the the locals every every northern california team yeah very cool very cool i shouldn't say every northern california team it's most it's uh there's a's and giants niners raiders kings warriors republic 
and River Cats. River Cats, yeah. I mean, thank goodness there's no Sharks logo in there. And I love that the the S is the S on athletics that has a little like uh, uh, like line underneath it. Okay. I don't know what that's called, a banner that runs under the whole... It's super sick. ShopDLoanKZ.com. All right, let's dive back into your six quick thoughts as we as we continue discussing the Kings' 124-123 win over the Golden State Warriors last night. A 24-point comeback for the Kings. And I think the thing that impressed me most about it was usually when you see a big comeback in a game, it's, it's a team goes on like a 15-0 run, and all of a sudden they go from 24 to down 9. The Kings last night, though, 24, okay, it's 17 at the half, okay, like that. But then they got it to 15, and then to 13, and then it was kind of in that 16 to 13 range for a while, okay, and then they get it to single digits, and then just the floodgates opened. And they ended up clawing all the way back and and taking the lead and then giving it up and then taking it back again and ultimately winning the game. We haven't talked enough about, in fact, we'll, we'll do it now. So let's get to, let's get to your six quick thoughts because one of these is, is about Malik Monk and I want to, and I want to talk about Malik for a second. So let's get to uh number four in your six quick thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I this is a big game. Kevin Herter really struggled in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And against this team. Um, but he didn't have an, an issue in this one. He, he, uh, did struggle to slow down Andrew Wiggins early, but then he matched him. For, for much of the game. It wasn't until late in the game where I felt like Kevin became more of a decoy on the offensive end, but also a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finished with 21 points, nine rebounds, five assists. He had three offensive rebounds, uh, shot four of seven from three, eight of 14 from, um, from the field. And this is a game where you can just point to and say, like, look, when you're in a big series or a big game, this is the type of contest that that Kevin Herter can give you. It might not be every night. Some mm-hmm. nights it's just going to be points. Some nights he'll be cold and he won't, and and he might just go get you a couple of rebounds. But when you, uh, if you can start relying on him to have games like this when it matters, like a versatile game, mm-hmm. then that's huge for the Kings. I agree. Yeah. yeah, especially on a night where you're not getting a lot from really anybody anyone else yeah yeah i mean if domas is going to have an off night and stuff like that what i would point out is that he and and clay thompson were the two you know they're basically your shooting guards in this game he outscored clay they had the same amount of rebounds he had three more assists like you wiped out clay thompson in this game and i know clay thompson isn't the same clay thompson but you wiped out his stat line Mm-hmm. by using Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to use one of your, you know, you didn't have to use a Domas. You didn't have to use a, a, a De'Aaron Fox to wipe out. Like, that's a big deal if you can cross-cancel one of some, a, one of their better players' stat lines with Kevin Herter. Yeah, no doubt. Just kind of an all-around team effort last night. That was that was four. Let's get to let's get to number five because yeah. this is the one I want to get to. Yeah, not a typical game. Uh, the Warriors took away the lob man from Malik Monk in this one. Um you know, like again, we do prize picks, and it's like a big running gag with all of us. It with the media, we're having a good time with it. We're just messing around. But uh, Malik Monk, his I think his uh, assist line was four, and you're used to him cakewalk into four, especially in a game like this. But when they took away the lob, all of a sudden he he had to do things differently, and mm-hmm. the pick and roll wasn't working. They then they took away his lob man. They didn't even let JaVale McGee play in the second half. And so Malik had to be a different player than he normally is. And 
my goodness, he was incredible. 8 of 15 shooting. Um, he scores 21 points. I, I think the fact that you had two creators on the floor at all times in that in that fourth quarter run was exactly what you had to have. You had to have De'Aaron Fox and Malik mm-hmm. Monk both out there doing their thing. And then he comes up with that crazy play at the end. And he was so funny in post game. Uh, like someone asked him if he called bank uh, or if he if he called if he called game mm-hmm. after the shot. And he yeah. goes, and he goes, uh, no, I, I didn't. But uh, game. <laughs> that's great yeah he was he was I, hilarious he hits so he gets the steal after yep. the kings trapped Steph. um after they had cut it to was that two yeah it, no three because he did he tie it i have this all backwards uh but either way he 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 hits he the the king's trap staff Steph get, just throws it to the middle of the court. Malik gets a steal, eventually works his way down, hits a corner three. The Warriors come down, up by one, turn it over. And then the Kings come back down, it gets over to Malik, and he works it. That was excellent defense by Andrew Wiggins. It was perfect defense in that spot. Yes. Forces Monk into a tough fall away where he's not even getting a shot. It was like a shot put it off to the side, that's a really, really tough shot and a really, really tough angle. And that he still hits that. There's not that many dudes in the league that get a shot a close to the rim there, but b like well a get a shot off, b get a shot close to the rim, or even make it. So that was a just a super impressive stretch of like 30 seconds of game time from Malik Monk. That I mean, we can talk about everything else, but at the at the end of the game, it came down to. One of the Kings' go-to guys, one of their 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 players who you expect to step up in a big spot, stepping up in a big spot. Yeah, and the thing that I I believe he was doing there. Uh, first of all, he knows he's got to get a shot up, no matter what. They've got to get a shot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's doing his best. But I also I think he believed that Domas had position down low, and he couldn't get, throw it up and over the top to Domas because uh, Looney was right there. Mm-hmm. But I think he was like, "Look, we got to get a shot." A yeah. shot is better than no shot. And if nothing else, I think Domas is down there and will at least have a shot at a rebound. Mm-hmm. And so he just had to do his best to get it as close as he could to the rim. And my goodness, what a, you know, that's, he's a hooper. He's a shot maker. That's it. You know, he's one of those guys, we talked about this before, who spends a lot more time on a basketball court mm-hmm. than he does in a gym. Mm-hmm. And then he does, you know, lifting weights. That's mm-hmm. he, that's just he's one of those guys. He's a gym rat, and like his development with the Kings has been just spectacular. Because mm-hmm. this is not the player he was anywhere else before. Mm-mm. And uh, I think that Mike Brown, he's talked about it. Mike Brown didn't trust him. He didn't trust him early on. And Malik Monk said, "I had to earn his for trust reason, for cr- like the proper reasons." Yeah, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't give him any reason to. Well, now you have this thing where it's playoff Malik you know like if if he can be that player at least half the time mm-hmm. like you're this team is really really unstoppable and yeah. again I'll continue to compare him he reminds me so much his game reminds me so much of Bobby Jackson mm. so it's just yeah. one of those deals where there are certain things Malik Monk does and you're just shaking your head like no 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 and then he has a way of hitting him that's the give and take though yes like, it is. I will I will take for every 
he had a really bad turnover at, at one point in that game where he dribbled down like toward toward the left corner and I forget I forget who he's trying to get the ball to but just kind of threw the ball away. Yeah. It was not a good it was just not a good play. But you'll take that kind of over aggressive a little bit scattered because you're going to get that corner 3. He had a couple of just audacious shots. And he does that all the time. But he had a couple last night including the game winner and it's like dude that's why you live with okay for every one or two head scratching plays where you're like oh come on Malik. There's going to be two or three incredible plays that cancel it out and make him better than those than uh better than the mistakes yeah you're willing to live with it and you know like in all honesty like there are mistake players right and and malik is one of those guys right uh, don't don't get me wrong here but we're not talking about a guy who's averaging like three and a half turnovers a game you know he's there, at, yeah, yeah, at yeah. 2.2 yeah yeah no it's not I, I wasn't trying to say he's a bad player in any no way. no but just for a contested shot or maybe a, an off-balance shot where you're like, nope, don't love that, or a turnover, whatever it may be, you'll live with it because the good plays outweigh those. Oh, totally, totally. And and I also think that there are players that are like him that just make way more mistakes. Like, you, you think of him as one of those guys, mm-hmm. but he doesn't make as many mistakes as you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching Francisco Garcia he was good for throwing one ball into the stands every single game. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, why? Just that one. Or Buddy Heald. Like Buddy Heald would dribble the ball off his foot and out of bounds or let a rebound while he's standing underneath the basket, take his eyes off the ball, let it hit his hands and fall out of bounds at least once or twice a game. Jeez. And it was super frustrating because you're like, those are such, you're not in the moment, right? right. So I, I will take some of the flashy, crazy turnovers that Malik Monk has because it's what makes him great. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and then there was can something you be, else. Can you be a winning player? Like, mistakes are going to happen. Yes. It's just, can you be... A, Steph Curry, for example, turns the ball over a ton. Yes. And makes three passes a game where it's like, what is that? If you were, <laughs> if you were 20% worse, you, you would be on the bench right now. But they live with it because <laughs> but he is he's a, but not. He's a winning player. And that's what Malik is. Malik Monk's a winning player. Yeah. And this is a, the crazy thing that I'll bring up. So De'Aaron Fox mentioned this in postgame last night, which I didn't really realize. Fox said, yeah, you know, I didn't shoot the ball that well. I, I wish I would have shot the ball better. And, you know, I, I turned the ball over twice. And he's like, I've been really working on my turnovers. I'm I'm below two turnovers a game on the season. And I'm like, come on now. There's no way. I look, he's at 1.8 turnovers per game. Wow. On the season, a guy who's averaging 29.8 points. Yeah, the usage rate as high as his, that's nuts. <laughs> a usage rate over 30. That's crazy. And he's turning the ball over 1.8 times per game. So oh. check this out. If you take his 1.8 and you add it to Malik's 2.2, they're 0.2 ahead of what Steph Curry is averaging on the season. Yeah. But that's combined. Your two playmakers are averaging four turnovers per game combined, and he's at 3.8. So, yeah, like the Kings are a really finely oiled machine when they're they're rolling their offense, but there's something to like just not turning the ball over, not making the mistakes, the egregious mistakes that, you know, that cost you. And Kings are 13th right now in the league in turnovers per game at Mm 13.8. That could be a little bit better. But also the the pace and the just the style of play, yeah, number um, of possessions, yeah, yeah. And I think teams are 
are hitting Demonis Sabonis really hard. Like they're they're smacking his hands all season long. He's at three point uh, three point three turnovers per game. Uh, but yeah, impressive. Let me look. Okay, so if you go turnovers per one hundred, since we're on the topic, yeah. If you go per one hundred possessions, the Kings are twenty first. Okay. Like few fewest. That's twenty first is good. Okay, so ninth. Uh, so yeah, let me let me flip this around. Yeah, uh, tenth. Okay. They're tenth in in turnovers at thirteen point six per one hundred. That's a really really good number. Yeah. So you will you will absolutely take that. All right, let's uh, let's finish up six quick thoughts here with your final one. Uh, yeah, he's not your typical rookie. Sasha Vizenkov has been in and out of the rotation as of late, but Brown turned to him alongside Lyles and struck gold. Your league star scored eight points, grabbed three rebounds, and blocked two shots. He was active on both ends of the court. Like, my goodness, you got to see what it is that the Kings have been like. Why they're so excited about uh, about Sasha? He just has a knack for being in the right place and. It's taken a little bit of time for him to understand the offense and where to be and where not to be. Mm-hmm. And he keeps trying to do cuts when he shouldn't do cuts, you know, because he loves to like show up under the basket and get the pass mm-hmm. and lay it in. Um, but a lot of times he's he's run his guy into other people and caused problems with that. Yeah. You're seeing that he's starting to grasp the on- offense. Mm-hmm. And then on the defensive side of the ball, everyone thinks they can cook him mm-hmm. and somehow they can't. He just scraps. He just, he's, he predicts where you're going to go. You know, he's a lot, in in my opinion, a lot like Bogdan Bogdanovich on the defensive end. Mm. And it's not brilliant defense. It's good enough. Yeah. And team wise, you know, he he just, people think back all the times you watch Bogdan Bogdanovich on the Kings cut baseline on a defensive play and, and steal the skip pass to the corner for the open three. Mm -hmm. Like he would steal the pass all the time. And that's just, understanding the game which is high iq yeah yeah it's super high and your in- instincts for playing basketball are iq like sasha Vizenkov, i don't think can jump over like two phone books but the fact that he had two blocks in the game last night mm-hmm. is tremendous yeah like and, and that's not the only time he's done it it's not like a one-off and i you know i'm not gonna say that sasha Vizenkov is an elite shot blocker but on the <laughs> season you know, uh, he's, he's, <laughs> this sounds Should crazy. Should Sasha be getting minutes at five? That's what you're asking. And I say, yes. Yes. Yes is the answer. <laughs> um, you know, he's got five blocks on the season and, you know, JaVale McGee has eight and Keegan Murray, who a lot of people think of has, uh, as the Kings, you know, potential shot blocker guy, he has eight. So we're talking about a guy who's right there kind of in the mix with those guys who, who plays limited minutes. And um, I, again, I, I just think that, as the season goes on, you're going to see more and more of the value of Sasha, mm-hmm. but it's predicated on one thing, and that is him playing alongside a passing big. Yeah. Like, if he's playing alongside Demonis Sabonis, he's going to have plenty of opportunity. He can be really good. Mm-hmm. If he's playing alongside Trey Lyles, he can do the same thing. If he's playing alongside JaVale McGee, and this is why, <laughs> no, like, like, they're, they're, it always sounds like I hate JaVale McGee or that I just, you know, there are times where I can't, they I overuse can't handle, him. They I, overuse him. Yeah. Where I can't handle like what's happening and, and watching the mistakes, but, um, it's about fit. If your yes. entire offense works one way and then you have one piece, that doesn't work in that one way. It stands out really quickly. It's mm-hmm. why Davion Mitchell stands out. It's why JaVale McGee stands out and it's, you're able to hide JaVale 
with the lob threat from Malik Monk. But outside of that, you cannot hide him in in most other uh, functions. Just to make a little cross-sport reference here, it's why Christian McCaffrey's on the field as much as he is. Because the 49ers offense is different when he's not in. Oh yeah, totally. They run a different offense when Christian McCaffrey is out of the game. And it's the same thing when JaVale McGee is in the game. It's just a different version of what the Kings want to do. There was a point in in Christian McCaffrey's career where like like four years in or five years in where he had dropped like one ball total. Yeah. yeah. Like he had dropped like one pass. Right. And so the fact that somebody has to defend him so closely and you mm-hmm. have you can't just def- guard him with a with a linebacker in the right. passing game. Right. You actually have to like game plan for that. Yes. It changes everything where Elijah Mitchell it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think again, this is it's about, you know, there are going to be games where you need JaVel McGee. You might need JaVel McGee tonight against uh, a huge man in Zubats. Yeah. So, maybe you do. That's one of my keys to the game. I wrote keys today. I usually just kind of oh. drip, draft off of yours. Okay. I wrote my own today. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I think I started right. I did write keys last. night. No, you night. did. You wrote keys last night. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I was waiting for someone to show up and into the uh, media room for interviews, and I just started cutting and pasting and moving stuff around. Yeah, keys to the game coming up uh, at eleven thirty. That's keys to Kings Clippers. I was gonna do a bit and just do very generic basketball phrases. That are just super unspecific. Okay. Okay. You know what? You got to avoid turnovers. You got to play good defense, and uh, it's all about shot making. I will tell you that to make uh, or miss league. The joy of interviewing Costa Kufis, who off came with the cliche when the yes when yes. the when the cameras weren't rolling, is phenomenal. Like he and I had conversations all the time. Funny mm-hmm. dude, really cool. Like we, he's a big car guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm going to start hitting a ding every time you drop a name like this, by the way. Okay. 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 Sweet. So Costa, though, as soon as you would get into a conversation with the cameras rolling, be like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to going to go out there. And I'm going to do the best I can to my abilities. And, you know, I'm going to play my role. Uh, I'm going to do whatever <laughs> coach asks. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the chips fall where they might. And uh, hopefully we come out with a win. Um, you know, that's the goal. And then I would sit there just Good like Good Lord willing, trying to help the trying to help the ball club. So it came to a point where he knew, he knows, right? He doesn't want to say anything controversial at all. Because he doesn't want to be that guy in the locker room who says something about one of his teammates. So uh, he would do it it's so egregious that I couldn't stop from smiling. And then he would start smiling and then it would be like, Oh, you like it, we had like a running <laughs> gag with yeah. this thing where he was like, if you gotta uh, like 60 seconds into an interview with Costa, it was like way longer than you probably should have because he was not going to give you anything at all. He would eventually run out of cliches. Good for him, man. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I I found it hilarious. It's my favorite thing from Bull Durham. Teaching him how to do the interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes it rains. Um, (laughs) Real quick, I want to talk about the in-season tournament. We'll do good, bad, and ugly in, in the in the 11 o'clock hour. But two, two things from last night. One, I want to ask you, and, and I want to get the input of the chatty house at, at youtube.com slash ESPN 1320. What would the vibe be like today? Had Malik shot not gone in? Like, let's, let's say, let's say it rims out and they, and they lose, but they're moving on in the tournament. They're going to the knockout stage of the in season tournament, but you fought all the way back and ended up losing uh, to golden state again. Would the in-season tournament have been enough 
to like to to placate the placate's not the right word, to, but to to take away the sting of losing that game. Yes, uh, it would have been like lost, but hey, you know what? Or even if they had lost by eleven, let's do that instead. Like you know what? They they fight back and they get it to like eight, but they never get it past that, and it's uh, they lose by eleven. Moving on, but you just fell by eleven points at home. I think we would be talking about the gritty play of of fighting back and why the end season tournament matters, and mm. and like this, like it you know point differential matters, and and so yes, they're advancing. That's all that matters. That's what I think. That's what I would say. Like in the interesting, end, that's what matters. Like yeah. the end season tournament. Like in this instance. You want to get over the hump against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. That's a big deal, right? Because yeah. this team is like their big brother. Again, they're they're, they're just like, been a thorn in your side. Yeah, they're big brother. He, like yeah, keeps yeah. pulling your hair when your mom's not looking. Mm-hmm. You know, like doing doing silly things that like get mm-hmm. you in trouble. Um, and to come out with a win against a team like that is is tremendous. But I think also playing for something bigger than just a regular season game and playing to. I mean, now the Kings are in the end season tournament and. I don't know if people are looking around, but like the end season tournament, a lot of the teams there are really good. And yeah. in order for the Kings to get into the end season tournament, they had to beat a really, really good Minnesota Timberwolves team and mm. the Golden State Warriors, you know, the team that beat them. So like these things matter. They they also beat a really good Oklahoma City team to get in. Mm-hmm. And so these things do matter at the end of the day because now you're proving that you're elite. You're going to be showcased. You got, you're one of eight teams that are in the final eight for one of the top four from the Western Conference, which is where you were last year, and no one believed that that's where you belonged, and here you are. So, yeah, I think it does matter. I think today is a better day because of the end-season tournament, if that makes sense. So, just going by the chat here, Katrina says another one-point loss to the Warriors would have been painful, needed that win. Uh, Sal says had it been any other team, it wouldn't have mattered. That's kind of interesting. Um, and I think that's probably right. Like, like I said, if they were playing Oklahoma City there, I I really wonder how that game goes down the stretch. Mm. But I yeah. think just that it was the Warriors that, that Draymond was back, and it's like, dude, get these guys out of our faces. I like, I, I think, think that's that played a, a pretty significant role in in how that game went. I think so too. But I also I think it should be noted that all of a sudden the Kings are are five and one at home on the season. When last season they weren't a good home team at all, if this team can be a good a good home team, if they can win thirty games at home, this team wins fifty five games or fifty three, yeah. right? So right now they're four games over five hundred, six twenty five win percentage, like they're pacing. But uh, like these games, like a five and one home record is really good. A five and five road record is solid. It's mm-hmm. not great, but that five and one home record. That's big, especially when you've only played 16 games. You know, yeah. you got Minnesota up there. You know, the Kings beat Minnesota on Friday for the first win, uh, first road loss, mm-hmm. I mean, home loss for Minnesota. They're eight and one. They played nine home games where the Kings just now got up to number six. Yeah. So, yeah, it matters. I thought it was really funny because from Golden State's perspective, they're, they, like, do they want to move on in the in season tournament? I'm sure. But Stan Van Gundy started saying this at like the seven minute mark. Because Brian Anderson keeps bringing up the you know the twelve points and eleven points and the Kings move on. Stands like the hell with that. They need to win one. 
Like they, yeah. <laughs> they forget the tournament for a second. And I think honestly, that's a little bit, and I know it was different for the Kings because they were a win and move on. Like the, the moving on was a byproduct of the victory. But for, for me, it was that box needs to get checked. Even if Malik's shot doesn't go in and it's like, okay, yeah, they battled back from 24 down, it, to me, would have felt like, dude, what do they got to do? Like, they can't, they, they had to come back at home in the, in the home opener, couldn't complete it here, they couldn't complete it. They get beat without, without their, their best player in Golden State. You got playoff game or preseason games. It's just like, what do they have to do here? So I think getting the win, that to me, deads all of this. Like, they can do it. They did it. And they, they overcame a 24-point deficit in a game where De'Aaron Fox started slow and Damana Sabonis did not play his best game. They still figured out a way to scratch and claw and get a W. And that, that above all else, I think, is what what matters. I think so, too. But I'll also tell you that this was one out of 82 for the Golden State Warriors because they're not in a position. They, they know that they're not playing well. Oh, dude, they're toast. This was not one out of 82 for the Kings. And what would have looked like if we showed up today and the Kings were five and two at home on the season, but their two losses were to the Golden State Warriors, and they already lost the season series because they they would have been been down three zero. <sighs> it's a big win. Like this is <laughs> not one of eighty two. I don't care. I'm, in season tournament matters. This was not one of eighty two. No, it definitely wasn't. And the good news, the good news for for um, oh, we have to go. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what the good news is uh, coming <laughs> coming up next. We're the insider sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.